I am so pumped for you guys to listen to this episode today with Joe Hawley, who is a former NFL player. He played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he, uh, within the last couple of years, kind of retired his career in the NFL and started following his heart with some of the stuff he he wanted to um, follow the path of. And I had the great honor of interviewing him on this podcast, and I'm so excited to share with you guys. We talk about all kinds of things from aliens to uh, what it's like to play in the NFL to how he launched himself uh, in the career he's in now and what he's doing with his life now um, and even talking about his beautiful new wife and baby on the way. So I'm so excited for you guys to listen. I hope you love it. Give me some feedback and definitely check out Joe and all of the stuff he's up to right now. Uh, You can follow him on Instagram and through his website which I will link in all of the wording below.
Oh, hello. Sorry, I just emailed you thinking I didn't have the Zoom link. That's okay. I should have sent a brand new email so you had it, but you found it, so we're good. I did. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? So good. Excited good. to chat with you. Nice to nice to meet you. Put a face to the name. Um, Ashley obviously talks about you a lot. I'm a huge fan of your sister. <laughs> I know. I am too. How do you guys yeah. know each other? We know each other through the oils, the Young Living oh, nice. business. Yeah, we met at a retreat once and um, it was a funny story. She she had followed me on Instagram before that and she looked at me and she was sitting next to me and she goes, are you Aaron and I photo, which is my Instagram name, or you look just like Aaron and I photo? And I was like, that's because it's me. <laughs> and so that was our introduction. It was funny right in the, in the beginning. Oh, I love but it. Yeah. I she's a big it. sweetheart. Her and I have lots of crazy conversations, so... That's good. I'm glad yeah. she's got someone to be crazy with. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm going to apologize in advance for my dog's barking. It's probably going to continue this through this whole thing. I haven't figured out a system on how to record and keep them out of the way. Uh, it's still be part of the show. They, okay. they definitely will be. Um, so I am so excited to chat with you. I would love to start off by just like hearing, I guess, hearing you talk about yourself. I'd love to know kind of your story and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Are we recording? We're doing this thing. We are recording. Okay. Yeah, we're ready to go. Right. Hello, everyone out there. My name is Joe Holly. Uh, and I guess the question is, who am I? And that's a question I think everybody should ask. And I've been asking it for a while. And I've gotten into deeper and deeper layers of what the story of who I am actually is. And we can dive into all that. Um, but I guess in this human experience that I'm having and the story of how I got here. Um, grew up in California. I guess a big part of my story is I played football um, in the NFL, which is pretty amazing accomplishment. Uh, looking back on it now, I'm really proud of myself for everything I've done. Played eight years, uh, played five years with the Falcons, three years with the Buccaneers, um, and played a total of 16 years of football. And it taught me a lot about who I am. Uh, what I'm capable of, um, provided a lot of lessons, challenges, adversity that led to a lot of growth. Um, and when it came time for me to walk away in 2017, um, it was really a huge shift in my life and who I was. Um, like most athletes, I was confronted with a bit of an identity crisis, uh, but it was weird because I was somebody who was very aware that like I didn't want my identity to get lost in football. I, I always told myself like football is something I do. It's not who I am. And it's easy to say those words while you're playing. Um, but it's hard to really separate yourself from the story when that's all you've ever known, all you've ever lived. And so when I finally walked away, even though I walked away on my own terms, uh, my eighth year, I knew it was going to be my last year, which was a really incredible experience because it allowed me to be very present for the last experience, um, last season I ever had playing football. And so much to my surprise, when I was done playing, uh, I felt this huge void in my heart, you know, and at the same time, I went through a big breakup, I was engaged to a woman. And we broke up probably like four or five weeks before my final game of football. And so it was just this huge life transition. And although there was a piece of me that was excited about what was next and the challenge and the opportunity to experience my freedom, uh, I was really surprised about how, you know, the kind of the whole that leaving football left and who I was and you know it was such a big piece of who I was that it was finally over I was just really kind of trying to navigate 
you know, those waters. And so what I decided to do is I gave away all of my stuff to charity. I bought a van, rescued a, a dog from the shelter, named her Freedom. And I hit the road on a epic road trip across the country for lasted probably about a year and a half, two years. Um, I took some breaks here and there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I didn't really feel like I had anywhere to call home. I was living in Tampa at the time. Uh, my parents, I grew up in Southern California, but they had moved to Texas. And at the time I was kind of estranged from them. I've reconnected with them since then, uh, which has really been a beautiful, beautiful journey. Um, but at the time I didn't really feel like I had anybody to support me. I felt very isolated alone, uh, which I'm sure a lot of former athletes feel in that kind of, that kind of journey. Uh, the one person I actually did have that really helped support me through the whole thing was my sister, Ashley, uh, who uh -huh. you're really good friends with. And I'm really grateful for her because she was really the only person that helped me through that. But I was like, yeah, I want to go travel the country in this van and, and give everything away and not really even have a place to go home to. Like nobody really understood it, but my sister's like, yeah. Like, yeah, she knew you needed it, I bet, huh? Yeah, exactly. And, mm -hmm. you know, and so she supported me. She helped me set up, like, you know, I, I did a blog, shared the experience. She helped me with all of that, which was amazing. And then while I was on the road, I just learned so much about myself, um, you know, went into the unknown. I think it was a very, I'm really proud of myself for kind of heading into the unknown because I think that's what a lot of people, they have a fear of the unknown. They don't get outside their comfort zone. They, 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 that's where real growth happens. And so I was constantly just pushing myself into new experiences of life. I got to go see all these amazing national parks, get out in nature, uh, meet amazing like-minded people. And um, during that time, I just learned a lot about who I am um, and yeah, joined a, a community. I mean, basically what I'm working on now is through that whole experience, I realized the biggest thing that's missing from the transition out of professional athletics is a support of a community of like-minded people and guys that understand what the experience is like. And going from being a football player for 16 years, being in a locker room, being surrounded by guys who are high achieving, high performing, focused on a common goal, reaching their highest potential, you know, showing up every day and the structure and all that. And then when you're done playing, like there's nothing you can prepare you for. All of a sudden, all of that's over. Yeah. And you're just by yourself alone. Nobody else is there with you. And so I felt very called to start a community to help in that transition process. And that's what I'm working on now. I just launched it about, I don't know, I think in November. Uh, it's called the Heart Collective, and it's a community built exclusively for former male professional athletes to help them in the transition process and in, in you know, on the journey towards reaching their highest potential outside of sports, because I truly believe that to, meet, to make it to the professional level in sports requires a very special mindset and a very special individual, and it's somebody that's gone through a lot of challenges and adversity in life and have been able to overcome it, and all of those lessons that it provides, if you can really learn to channel that into yourself into who you are and uncover the deeper parts of who you are and find deeper meaning and purpose in life you can really make a big impact in the world and we don't have to do it alone but we can do it together and that's where i'm at now that's incredible so tell me more about like how the heart collective works is it like a um a retreat or conversations you have with different men or how what's the layout of it i guess yeah so the gist of it is it's an online community uh we are hosted on a like a white label app, I guess it's a, it's a platform called mighty networks. Um, and it's like a private kind of message board where the community lives. Um, and then I provide content 
there's four foundational pillars where we rotate each month and that's purpose, health, self-development and relationships. So the content's kind of revolved around those four pillars rotating each month. There's a book of the month and challenges and all this stuff that kind of helps us have a kind of a common framework of the things we're working on within ourselves so we can discuss those internally. Mm -hmm. um, but the real power of the community is in our weekly drop-in calls, which are called heart-to-heart -heart calls. And those are inspired by another community that I'm involved in called Everyman. And it's this idea of having like a men's small group. Um, and so there's just a lot of power in creating a container where men can show up, be open, honest, and vulnerable with each other and, and learn how to express themselves uh, in a safe place. I think that's really healing, especially for men in our culture and our society and athletes. So that's a place for us to really feel heard and supported through mm -hmm. the experience that we're going on. And then other added value is there's monthly thought leader discussion calls is what I call them, where I bring on a, a wide variety of different people, different experts in a wide variety of different fields, you know, entrepreneurship, spirituality, um, psychedelic plant medicine, um, you know, men's work, um, if they want to get into different kind of ideas and things. Um, I even have a, one of my friends is this really dope dream interpreter. So I'm going to bring him on. So there's like a wide variety of different cool things that they can kind of learn from and discuss and do workshops. And then we're working towards now uh, creating our first in-person live experiential retreat, which is going to launch. Uh, the first one's going to be in June in the beautiful mountains of Colorado. Uh, it's going to be a little bit smaller, more intimate, but then we have a really amazing partnership that we're going through with a company called Adrift where we're doing a river rafting, excuse me, a river rafting trip uh, through the gates of Lador in North, Northwest Colorado and Utah. And it's four days, 44 miles through like whitewater rafting. And uh, cool. that's going to be really cool. That's going to be awesome. Mixing like everything, the experience out physically and, and connecting with people. That'd be awesome. Um, okay. I have so many questions for you just from that conversation. So I want to start with this. Um, you are clearly a very driven, passionate person. Do you, have you ever thought about where that stems from? Do you think you got that from your upbringing, your parents? Do you think it was just ingrained in you kind of nature versus nurture? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, nah, there's so many layers to it. I mean, I've been doing a lot of deep work on myself. And I think my, my success in football, you know, to make it to that level, there was a lot of uh, kind of deeper underlying stories that, you know, helped lead to that success that maybe weren't the healthiest. Um, I think one of them was, you know, really seeking male role models at a young age. And, you know, my, my dad's not a bad dude. He's actually, I reconnected with him and getting to know him and really love him deeply, but he's just a simple man. And he's not, he wasn't very present when I was growing up and he didn't have a lot of life experience to share with me. And so I desired like a deeper connection from a real male role model. And I found that when I played football and when I started becoming good at football, I started receiving this love and attention. And I was like, Oh, I feel worthy for my performance on a field. And so I attached to this idea that my performance was directly correlated to my worthiness and so that left me with a lot of swings, right? Like if I lost in a drill, if I lost a football game period, I felt less than, I felt like I just sucked. And it wasn't unless I was winning and performing at a high level that I felt I was worthy of love and acceptance and accomplishment. And so that, although that was a, very, a thing that really sparked my drive to reach such high levels of success, um, it really confronted me when, 
that benchmark of worthiness was gone. I think that's what a lot of athletes face is when all of a sudden that game is over, like, who am I without this thing is, a, is one of the surface level stories. But who am I to like, how can I prove myself to the world if I don't have this thing anymore to prove myself? And it, it just that just deepens the, the kind of depression and sorrow and loneliness that comes with it. So mm-hmm. working through that, um, you know, I think I have a natural, I think, you know, playing football taught me a lot about discipline. And, you know, there is this other story of, I truly believe that I can accomplish anything I put my mind to. And the only thing keeping me from doing that is the story of why I can't. And so being curious about the stories that come up that are getting in the way where those stories stem from. And the reason I have that belief is because when I was a kid, I wanted to play football in the NFL and I did. And that's a big one. Like, whoa, I did something that most people only dream of, like a very small percentage. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so, you know, now that I'm in, you know, an entrepreneurship is just challenging me in a lot of different ways. And every time a story comes up, I'm not saying they don't come up. I'm not like this invincible man. That's like, I'm going to go do this thing and I go do it. It's like, I'm going to go do this thing. And the things that come up of why I think I can't, I look at those with curiosity and I say, okay, where does that stem from? And then I challenge myself. I work through it. I grow, I fail, I learn, I grow, I fail, I learn, I grow. And that's how the, really the story of life works. And it's not, it's not necessarily easier for me. I just have this confidence and this courage to keep going outside my comfort zone to learn about more things and to grow. And I do think, you know, getting on the spiritual level and the metaphysical level, whatever you want to make sense of what that is, uh, I'm open to interpretation. Uh, I'm not really attached to any belief, but this idea that if we all have a soul, this, this aspect of ourselves that is greater than who we are, um, you know, and if there's a soul that continues on after we die, I do feel like I've been blessed with this, this wiser soul that has maybe lived multiple lifetimes. Um, what that looks like, I don't know, but I just feel like I have this innate wisdom and innate knowing that is a gift from God. And I'm not saying like, I'm so grateful for it every day. Cause I'm like, I don't know where this came from, but I'm just grateful that I have it. And I just, you know, I don't know if that's just an open mind, a curiosity, a deep, seeker of truth and understanding and continuing to have a beginner's mind and learn and grow. Um, But I do think there is some aspect of wisdom that is deep within me that I did not just, I did not create. It was gifted to me. So there's that. I love that. I think that is, I mean, if I could chime in, I feel like we all have intuition and I feel like when you really can channel that like intuitive part of you that tells you it's like this part of your inside being that just guides you in the direction you need to go. And when you let, when you kind of quiet down and you let that speak up, uh, it kind of, it kind of navigates for you, tells you where to go, what to do next, that kind of thing. And, and I feel like spirituality and, and definitely the, the lessons you've gone through, which, um, which are kind of cool have probably helped you listen to yourself a little bit more, you know, um, I know you, I, am I correct in saying that you did the retreat with, um, Aubrey Marcus? Yeah. Just recently went down to ayahuasca with him in Costa Rica. Yeah. Cool. Will you, will you expand a little bit on that? Your experience? Uh, Yeah. I danced with infinity. Ooh, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Have you done ayahuasca? I have not. I'm so curious about it. And it's definitely something that, um, I want to explore more into, but I'm on the beginning stages of kind of learning more about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting uh, experience. I think it's different for everybody. It's obviously deeply, deeply healing. 
and cathartic in a, a lot of ways. People show up to do that kind of work for a wide variety of reasons. Some people want to go explore deeper levels of consciousness and understand God and go explore different dimensions because they hear that you have these big visions. And, you know, some people, it's their last straw. They are so deep in depression, they want to kill themselves and they've heard about this thing that might save them. So they go do it, you know? And so there's just this wide range of people and the intention behind going to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think with ayahuasca, which I've found with most people is it's a, it's on the metaphysical level, it, it kind of calls you to it for whatever reason. And no matter really the reason you go into it the first time, you definitely come out transformed on the other end. And it's usually because you're faced with deeper parts of who you are and the, maybe some fears and, you know, transformation is going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, my personal experience, like I've done it 13 times. I've done four different retreats and um, it's provided me a lot of, a lot of healing, um, a lot of releasing of energy. I think, you know, a lot of people say it's like doing 10 years of therapy in one ceremony cool. um, because this idea that we have a lot, you know, we have our conscious mind, which I think is like 5% of our awareness. We have our personal unconscious, which is probably like another five or 10%, which is like kind of what's running the show through our own personal experience. And then like we have 90% of this unconscious, right? Mm -hmm. And when we do therapy, like the unconscious, usually if we get triggered or there's some kind of thing that triggers us during life and, you know, gets us angry or gets us like, heightened emotional states for whatever reason there's some story in our unconscious that is triggering that event and it's not in our awareness or else we know like why am I acting like that that's kind of silly and what therapy does is it allows you to work into that unconscious story patterning right and so you talk to somebody and like well why do you feel that way and you kind of work into deeper layers of uncovering like oh maybe it was when I was a kid this happened and so that's why I interact with the world this way and that takes time that takes a lot of processing a lot of talking and what I've found with ayahuasca is it like, it goes straight into the unconscious and you're able to process and release a lot of emotion, um, either like physically, they say there's, there's a lot of talk about purging, like some people actually throw up. I've never personally actually thrown up, but there's other ways to purge, like yawning, shaking, tapping, um, crying, laughing, like all of these are forms of energetic release. Mm -hmm. And so we hold a lot of trauma in our somatic body, our physical body. And so for me, ayahuasca has been a really powerful place to just let go of energy. And it's funny because even sometimes I'll start crying in these deep grief cries, like so deep. And I won't have a story of why I'm crying. I'm mm -hmm. just doing it and releasing and it feels good. And so I feel like through that medicine work, it allows us to just release a lot of this energy without having to go back and figure it all out. And so after it makes me feel a lot lighter, a lot more free, a lot more understanding, a lot more compassionate, a lot more loving to those around me. And it just, it kind of widens your perception of reality. And, um, you know, I think the people that do it early on, it's, it's challenging to integrate that into reality because a lot of times it wakes you up in ways that like makes you understand that like everything's kind of a story. Mm -hmm. And when you interact, if you're like so deep in a story and you go to a medicine like ayahuasca and then you come back into your reality and everything else is the same, but you've changed, that's really hard to navigate. And yeah. the same thing with anybody who has any type of spiritual awakening, right? They're like, boom, like they have an awakening, like, oh, and then they like, try to tell people and they're like, oh, you're crazy. What are you talking about? And so <laughs> I think it's important to surround yourself with 
the right kind of people, right kind of friends, right kind of tribe, which, you know, now with the internet and everything, like you can, there's, there's support systems to navigate these experiences and stuff like that. And I feel very grateful that I'm connected with a lot of uh, like-minded people that are really supportive of my journey. And, you know, now I'm creating with the Heart Collective a place to support other men on their journey to finding themselves. And that's really what we're all here for, right? To help support each other on that journey. Yeah, 100%. That's so cool. It sounds like a, a great experience. It makes me even more curious to try it, but I couldn't agree more. I feel like when you have some sort of like spiritual awakening or spiritual growth, that kind of, it just shakes things up around you. You see things through a different lens. And sometimes that can be so scary if you're not around um, and working with the right kind of people, you know? Yeah. We don't really, I mean, nobody really knows why we're here, what right. we're doing. Right. And Speaking of that, what is your, what's your thoughts on this physical life that we live? Okay. Well, what's physical, right? I mean, right. The, the quantum, like even, I love science that even like quantum mechanics and quantum physics is, is exploring this concept that we're not even physical. Like there's, we're actually 99.99% space and we're actually waves of possibility. We're not even solid matter. And so without the observer, there is actually no experience, but that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, do, what do I believe? I think I like this concept that in, in the beginning was, I mean, I guess this is the first passage of the Bible. In the beginning was the word and the word was God. And what <laughs> I see there is like in the absolute and the nothingness in which everything stemmed right back into the origin of existence and reality, there was, let's call this thing, God, right? And this God is pure love, pure energy. It's just there. But this thing can't experience itself because it is all knowing all everything all, and it is just pure love. And so love can't actually experience love unless it's in relation to something else outside of itself so what i like to believe and this is just what makes most sense to me is and this idea of like in eastern philosophy like we are all one right and like the spiritual teachings like we're all one and it's it's hard for people to understand like we're all one what are you talking about we're separate we're having a conversation and so i believe we are god are the energy or the experience of the universe created separateness other so me and you in order for us to have an experience of itself. So I truly believe that we are the universe basically experiencing itself and the universe is synonymous with God, with love, with freedom, with all these words, right? Mm -hmm. With source, with great spirit. I don't really like to attach to the, the, the verbiage, right? Cause I think it's all pointing towards the same thing. Yeah. We are the universe experiencing itself. And so what's the purpose of it? I, you know, and I've done these deep medicine journeys and I've realized that honestly, and I've been confronted with the meaninglessness of it all, right? Like there really is no meaning and it's, that's kind of like cynical to a lot of people, but mm -hmm. the only meaning that life has is the meaning that we give it. And although that might be like, oh, kind of depressing, but at the same time, it offers total freedom because then you can create the meaning that you want to live. And so we're the universe, we're conscious, we're the only kind of beings, on, at least on this planet, that are conscious of the ability to create their reality. And the sad part is a lot of people are actually asleep to this fact because they're just run by their aut automatic patterning and their habits. 
But as soon as, and that's what a spiritual awakening is, right? Is this, is all of a sudden waking up to the idea like, oh my gosh, I am not my thoughts. I am the observer of this experience. And then you can start interacting with the experience and you can start becoming the creator of the experience and this manifesting things. And like anytime you have a vision of something you want to create and then you create it, like that is bonkers. Like people don't ever actually like think about that. Like you can have an idea and that's why I love entrepreneurship because you have an idea and then you birth it into reality and you create this thing out of nothing. Like we literally are the creators of creation in creation land. Mm-hmm. So it's really beautiful. So, and the cool thing is, I think being conscious of it. So we are the, the we are the universe experiencing itself, having the ability to experience it, which leads us to exploring what it actually is. So we have these questions of like, what does it mean? Why are we here? And what I've realized is there can't actually be any answer to that, because if there was an answer, then that means there would be an ending, which yeah. means the thing would never actually exist. So it's a, that's why it's, you know, everything we talk about is not, it's not binary. It's paradoxical. It both is, and it isn't, and it has to be a paradox for it to fold in on itself. So every question leads to two more questions, leads to four more questions. It's, it's the Hydra head, right? Every time you cut off a head, two more grow. And it has to be that way for it to exist in eternity and infinity, because if there was never, if there was ever an end to it, then it wouldn't exist at all. And so you know, going on this deep searching of truth for myself and trying to explore and figure out like, what is God? What is this experience? Why are we here? And actually, you know, in some of the plant medicine ceremonies, actually touching infinity and being in that space, realizing like, oh, there is no end. There is no answer. And it brings you back into this trust and knowing and awe of the, and wonder of what the experience is. And it's fun to explore, but understand that there is no actual answer. And it brings you back into this, like, oh, I can just be here now and experience it fully and continue to question, but know that I'm not attached to anything because I don't really know anything. I love it. I feel like that's the perfect description of, of like connecting to source, to, to this quantum energy that none of us have the answers for. You just, that's, that's the purpose of life is to just explore. That's, that's my thought too. You know, like basically we just continue learning, continue evolving, continue expanding and becoming more aware. And that's the fun in it. And I feel like there's so like, it boils down to the energy and like the emotion that you feel, you know, if you can always put yourself in a state of feeling good or not always, but because we're humans and sometimes we don't feel good and stuff feels crappy. Um, but if you can kind of focus on feeling good and like you said, cr- you're creating your existence. So continuously creating stuff that makes you, puts you in a good headspace and a good emotion. I feel like that's the point, you know? And so many people don't get that. I think when you're too, when humans are too connected to their like monkey mind and their brain and their thoughts and connecting, thinking they are their thoughts or their thoughts are them, um, you just stick through this cycle of um, never ending kind of getting out of that. But when you kind of escape the mind and you go more into your body, more into your intuition, you really experience things on a different level. Yeah, totally. And I think there's, you know, there's obviously some sort of intelligence in the universe that is creating this experience because out of chaos, in order to create order out of chaos, there has to be some sort of intelligence that's creating the experience. And so, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, you know, you're saying that, that you are God, but 
it's both and right it's not either or it's not i am god and nobody else is god it's i am god we are all god in the experience of god so we both are one and are separate that's the whole paradox of it and so me and you are the same but we're experiencing different parts of reality and yeah connecting with those deeper layers of existence and, and trusting that there is this intelligence that you can work with that you both are a part of and not in control of it's like it is this like beautiful dance and it, it's not easy it takes you know courage and it takes work to show up and question your stories and be curious about them and show up and that's why you know all these practices and tools we have to try and break ourselves out of the programming are so important and that's why there's there's no end to the journey it's infinite right and so that's why they call them practices not completions like you have to show up and meditate every day you have to show up and journal do yoga treat your body right fuel your body right and it's so easily can get lost in the patterns and so you have to continue to question everything as it comes up right yeah it's wild i feel like it's um it's definitely a journey you know um okay getting into another topic um aliens can we just talk uh, about for a second <laughs> you seen close encounters of the fifth kind i have not no oh my goodness oh yeah if you're talking about aliens you should watch that show it's okay uh, really good. good um the most recent thing that i've watched and i've kind of been derping out on is all of the stuff with bob lazar and how all of the stuff that he's been yeah. reading for you know a couple of te- couple of decades that's the one he was in like the area 51 not like yeah. the site and he like was talking about the technology yep. yeah watch the close encounters of the fifth kind because it's okay. like the next level on top of that and it just very recently came out but it's a guy that it's really cool because it talks about aliens and they actually have documentary footage of like you know these orbs coming in and they, they call aliens in. they like go sit in meditative circles and they get in heart coherence and they ask aliens to come show themselves and they like have video footage of like aliens coming in Amazing. Really cool but it's it, it's more than just aliens. It's about elevating consciousness and evolving yeah. consciousness and actually accessing interdimensional beings, which is what aliens really are. Yeah. And uh, so you'll love that show. You should go check it out for sure. I will definitely check it out for sure. Um, I feel like yeah, it's such an interesting topic. So I remember being a kid and like when I was younger, we would aliens were these green things with big heads that you know were scary and something to be fearful of. Whereas now it's more along the lines of just like you said, a, a different level of consciousness. They're this interdimensional being, something that we're, I think, starting as a, as humankind to learn more about with quantum physics and stuff. But there is no doubt to me that there's definitely beings of di- on different frequencies. And I'm one of those crazy people that I'm like, come get me, come, come, just take me away. <laughs> Have you had any experiences of abductions or anything? No, I haven't had any personal experiences. Even though I'm like, I'm hoping that one day it does happen. I'm one of those crazy people, but. Um, I, I do a lot of like, I love to listen to podcasts and watch documentaries and, um, I just love to hear the stories of other people, you know, it can go certain ways. There are some people where you hear their story and you're just like, damn, that's so crazy that I don't know if it's the truth or if you were tripping out on some drugs some night or, you know, whatever, but, um, the most recent thing, yeah, it's always a possibility, right? Um, the most recent thing I've been, uh, hearing a lot about is like, the a bunch of people have had different experiences where they've been like abducted or whatever you name it and the the a being will like telepathically tell them a message and the message in a certain circle of people that this has happened to has been that technology is going to be like the death of humankind mm-hmm. or our demise and i can't help but kind of just correlate that to 
where we are right now in our world, you know? Yeah, listen to this. This is pretty cool. So during the experience um, in ayahuasca, one of my friends actually talked about how a Palladian being came to him and told him this story. And he asked him, you know, or he was saying, sharing that Palladians, they're spiritual beings that live in like a higher dimensional reality, but they used to be in the 3D physical reality and they ended up transcending into not needing their physical bodies anymore. And they're just these energy beings. And he was sharing with my friend that it came a point in their lifetime on their planet that they had a choice to either uh, transcend physical physicality into spiritual beings or take the te technological path into basically merging with technology and that's what aliens are so the aliens that we see coming in and out of dimensional realities with this hyper advanced technology came from this exploration and this split of okay and neither one's better than the other it's not like you know one's a bad choice and the other one's good choice it's it's just different opportunities and so we, and it's almost, you look at the way where the world's at now, and it's almost like we're at this fork in the road where we can either decide to take the spiritual path and evolve consciously, or we decide to take the technological path, basically merge our consciousness with technology and become like a material physical being that is still conscious, but it's like this physical manifestation of materialism that's conscious and then there's spiritual being as well. Hmm. I think that's a pretty cool concept and where we're at. I love that. Yeah. What a, what a crazy thing to, to consider, but I totally, I can't help but agree with that. You know, would you rather be an like, alien or a spirit being? I would rather be a spirit being. I feel yeah. like, I feel like that's more my jam. Cause I feel like, I don't know. I, that's just, that's just what my intuition says, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah super we'll cool. See how it plays out. I, no will see. <laughs> we'll see. I definitely think we are on the Buckle up. Yeah, no kidding. We're on the cusp of something right now because I, I I feel like there is just so many and, and maybe the the internet and social media has to do with this, but like there's just so many more people that are becoming more consciously aware. And I'm like an eternal optimist, so I'm happy to see that. I want everyone to to find um, deeper meaning in their lives, you know. And so I love to see that. I hate to see all of the crap that's going on in the world, people fighting and mad at each other and such. Everything's so black and white, you know that's not how it's meant to be, at least in my opinion. Yeah, we live in a very primitive culture, where we have so much technology, so much uh, yeah. access to abundance, I guess, not really yeah. living abundantly. But uh, there's no reason that we shouldn't be able to have a minimum standard of living for everyone, why everybody can't be happy, why we can't yeah. support each other and love each other and just create a wonderful, beautiful experience for all. Yeah, um, definitely. And I do believe that there's other planets with more highly evolved societies and cultures that are looking at us like all right maybe they'll evolve this time maybe they'll transcend this this egoic egocentric mentality of greed and power and separateness and learn that they are all one and they can really enjoy this experience because it's you know we, we've gotten to a point in our evolution where we are have the ability to create abundance for everyone mm -hmm. and um, we're still attached to this idea that you know power and greed and separation and someone gets something then another person doesn't it's just yeah it's just primitive and i think we need to evolve yeah i agree i'm hopeful that we will that we're going in that direction so um tell me more you you have the quantum coffee podcast and i know you've got another podcast with your wife starting too correct yeah, this month yeah, i Please got a little bit about that yeah quantum coffee is basically 
at the conversation we're having because I love having these conversations. So I decided to start my own podcast. Um, yeah. where we talk about the unanswerable questions of the universe and spirituality and all that, which is a lot of fun. I have another podcast called Life Beyond the Game, which is um, more geared towards uh, the athletes and the transition process and uh, use that to kind of talk about the community that I'm building and getting the word out about that. Um, and then, yeah, me and my wife, Sarah, are starting a very unique type podcast. It's like a like a reality show audio experience um, where we have oh. these conversations and uh, we hired a really badass sound engineer that like kind of sprinkles in like sound effects and storytelling and um, music and all this stuff to really like bring the podcast to life. And we bring in like some of our friends to talk and then, you know, basically it's, it's a reality show. So the first season is coming out in a couple of weeks and it's uh, six episodes and it's basically chronicles from when we first met at the beginning of quarantine, uh, getting pregnant and having, uh, getting married. And then the second season, which we're going to start working on very soon is going to be kind of navigating um, the birth of our son, doing a home birth, and then a little bit about our businesses and conscious relating. And um, yeah, comes out if you want to go, if you're interested in learning more and you want to sign up for kind of premium content with it, we have a landing page called loveinlifepodcast.com. That's love, the letter N, lifepodcast.com. That's the name of the podcast is Love and Life. I love it. I'm so excited to check it out. It sounds like a really cool idea. I'm a huge fan of like innovative, creative ways to get content out to people. Um, what did you, what sparked the idea behind this kind of different type of podcast with a lot of different like visual and, and sound effects and stuff? Yeah, we, well, the idea for the podcast was when we, when we first met, we met at the beginning of quarantine and it was just really divine the way we met and, you know, spending those months together. I mean, we've been together almost a year now and it seems like lifetimes. It's really wild, but we've just grown so much and we have such expansive energy and we support each other and just the conversations we have on a daily basis and helping support each other through our own stories and our own doubts and our own fears and all of this stuff. We were just having such amazing conversations like, wow, we should, and we actually recorded a couple of our conversations on our own podcast because she has two podcasts as well. Okay. And it just flows so smoothly. And it's like, wow, I feel like we could really share a lot with the world just by us talking. And so we decided to start a podcast between us and we're like, well, let's do it. Like it's a season and it's a reality show and it kind of bring people on the journey and in this audio kind of style format. And so that's kind of how the idea was born. And then we started looking for somebody to, to, to do all of our podcasts uh, together because we thought it'd be a cool little business since we have so many podcasts. So we found this really amazing sound editor who works with Disney Imagineering and he works on all the parks. And um, so he actually helped us create the kind of the format, which he, you know, he's the one, the creative director that kind of put it all together and cool. it sounds great and really excited to share it with the world. Oh, that sounds awesome. I love it. Um, you're going to be a dad. You guys are going to be parents. Yeah. When, when are you guys due? March 20th. Wow. Uh, we're actually taking bets on the date. I bet, I think March 9th, I think he's going to come a little bit early. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's coming in hot. It's like six or seven weeks away. Oh my like goodness. What are your thoughts on, on that? Are you excited? Are you nervous? Yeah, I'm really excited to be a dad. Um, yeah. I think there's part of me that's a little bit nervous obviously about what that looks like what the reality with the child looks like all the projects i got going and a little bit overwhelmed at times with everything i'm building and how to introduce a child into that um but 
I know it's all going to work out. I trust that this is going to lead to a lot of growth. You know, I know there's going to be challenging times as well, but it's going to really make me into a better man, into a better leader, into a better husband and challenge me in a lot of ways to grow and step up. And I'm just excited to have someone I can kind of share my wisdom with. And, you know, actually when I was in ayahuasca, I had this uh, experience of his name's Luca of Luca coming to me and just feeling his energy and how wise the soul he actually is like way wiser than me and how much he's going to come and teach me about the universe. And then, you know, as he gets older, having a best friend that I can really talk about the universe with and share my wisdom and experience with as far as this physical reality, but he can share me some wisdom of the stars and where he came from. So we'll see, we'll see how it all plays out. I just, I know he's going to be a really special individual and I'm stoked to, uh, to be called to raise him. Oh, I love it so much. I'm excited for you guys. I think, I, I think that uh, creating a child with somebody is like taking both of the best parts of each of you and making this like superhuman. So I can only imagine. And, and I've listened to the podcast with your wife that you have on the Quantum Coffee podcast of yours. And she's clearly a very smart, intelligent, creative woman too. So you guys are going to have so much fun, I think. Yeah, I'm so grateful yeah. for her because I, yeah. I learned so much from her every day she's an amazing entrepreneur she's an amazing leader she's an amazing woman and her spiritual connection and her intuition is so beautiful as well and yeah i learn from her every day and i'm really stoked to to have such an amazing partner to raise a child with because i know it's not the easiest thing and it challenges us in in deep ways but to have a partner and and doing it as a team effort's really going to be something special yeah Super cool. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. I'd love if you wouldn't mind just going over the ways that people can reach you, where they can find you. And um, I know, I think you have a newsletter, maybe share a little bit about that if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I have my two websites, um, personal websites, joe-holly, H-A-W-L-E-Y.com. And that's probably the best place to find all the things I'm working on. Uh, The business I'm working on, theheartcollective.com, H-A-R-T, theheartcollective.com. I uh, got the two podcasts, Quantum Coffee and Life Beyond the Game. Check those out. Plus, uh, lifeinlovepodcast.com if you're interested in the reality show type audio experience. And you can follow me on social, joe.holly uh, on Instagram. And yeah, all of the links are on my bio and Instagram as well for my newsletter. And yeah, so many things I'm working on. So if you go to any of those, you'll be able to find other stuff as well. Yeah, definitely. I love it. Is there anything that you want to leave any of the listeners of this podcast with? Maybe like one piece of life advice or something that you'd love to share with everybody? Um, yeah. Put you on the spot there. <laughs> well, what came to me is, is faith and trust. And, you know, real faith is, is earned, I believe, through experience and you know the challenges and adversity that we go through in life usually lead to growth and anytime you know i know i look back at my life and some of the most challenging times uh, all happened for a reason and led to growth and allowed me to understand who i am on a deeper level and so there might be a lot of fear there might be a lot of uncertainty a lot of unknown going on in the world and i think a lot of people are losing faith and i'm not I think if you come back and really trust in yourself and trust in the experience that it's all going to work out, just keep moving forward. 
I love it. I couldn't love that more because my word this year, I'm not, I'm not a, um, a new year's resolution kind of person, but I'm a word girl. And my word this year has been trust. I've had multiple signs that I just need to, we all need to be better at trusting ourselves, trusting our intuition and our guts, um, trusting that the ideas that we have and the thoughts that come into our brain, um, are the right ones, you know, and going forward with it. So I couldn't love your message more. Beautiful. Yeah. Maybe that's what I was feeling yeah. is your word. Trust it. Well, thank you so much. I, I so appreciate it. Um, appreciate chatting with you and I'll put all of your links and everything in the, the notes of this podcast. And um, when you get the opportunity to chat with Ashley, make sure you let her know how much Andy loves her. Yeah, I will. And I can't wait for her to listen to this. I know she's going to love it. Yeah, definitely. All <laughs> right. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye.